many people, spiritually speaking, are sitting around trying to pray, <laughs> trying to pray eight hours a day for transformation. And God said, no, what you need to do is you need to remove, you need to renew your mind. You need to start thinking differently. You need to expand your comfort zone. You, you need to begin to understand that life isn't always black and white. There are some grays and some blues and, and some reds and some greens. All of the splendor that life offers and many people limit themselves to either or. <laughs> Why not have both and? This is increase. All right. This is increase. This is, that's really one of the truest principles of prosperity you'll, you'll, ever, you'll ever come to understand. What? That there is an abundance, that it doesn't have to be either or. There is an abundance, and these resources can flow in from anywhere possible. That's why Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. But see, we never equate what Jesus said and taught. We, we never equate it with the fact that maybe he's trying to broaden our horizon. Maybe he's trying to help us to think in a new way. <laughs> Use your brain for a change, right? Using your brain for a change. I hope this is helping somebody. I'm almost done. Um, again, I, I do want to remind you that um, if you'd like to know more about any of our teachings or our classes, our seminars, or anything of that nature, you can always visit us uh, online at e-learning.emergentministries.com. And, and know this, my ultimate objective is to help you get out of your spiritual cage. Get, you know, get free and live free. This is about freedom creation. Get free. Jesus has set you free. Now, now, now realize that you're free and start acting like you're free. Stop acting like a slave and act like you're free. All right. So here's the next one. Here's the next thing that I want to share. Let me see if I can't get to it. Um, all, all, all meaning, all meaning is context dependent. And if, if you're in any of my classes, you know that I, I say that a lot. What's the context? Because all meaning is context dependent. So we need to start asking questions <laughs> about our own behavior and the behavior of others. How is my behavior affecting this situation? What is it doing? Right? What, 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 what is it doing? Um, <laughs> you know, the behaviors that I'm exhibiting, the behaviors that I'm seeing exhibited, right? How does this behavior impact the situation? And, and now here's one of the good things because a lot of people talk about bad behavior. Listen, all behavior is context dependent. So some of the behaviors that we may view as unacceptable in some circumstances could be acceptable in another circumstance. This is where we get rid of the blame game. Now, again, if <laughs> remember, if 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 we if we if we're not put putting on some of these attitudes and some of these ideas, <clears throat> and walking in the reality of some of this stuff, some of this stuff makes no sense to some people because they're black and white thinkers, <laughs> and they're black and white think, uh, thinkers, and they have a, a very limited amount of choice in their life. 
and and religion has really religion has really done a number on people um because it, it it is the job of religion to limit the choices that people are actually making in their life and let the church let the let the pastor let the preacher let the apostle or whoever let them let them tell you what your choices are let them tell you what's good for your life and let them tell you what's bad for your life and let them tell you where to go and let them tell you what to be in let them tell you what god wants you to do and let them tell you what your purpose see and we've given up all of that personal power oh my we've we've given up all of that personal power all of our lives and then jesus says i've come that you might have life and that you might have that life more abundantly. I've given you power and I've given you authority. I've blessed the work of your hands. The blessing of the Lord is upon you and the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and he doesn't add any sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord is on your life. This is what Jesus says, <laughs> but we've given away all of our power to everybody else. This is why everybody's running around trying to find a prophet. To give them a word from God. They, you know, they're trying to find a prophet. You know, so so they automatically are allowing this notion that some people have this special relationship with God. And, and God talks to some people in such a in, in, in such a much deeper way then he talks to you. So if you need to hear from God, then you need to go find a priest. You need to go find a bishop. You, need, you know, you need to go find a pastor. You need to go find a teacher. This is all of the things that Jesus came to break down. He said, listen, <laughs> as my father has loved me, that's how he loves you. You can, this is what Jesus said. You can go to the father. You can go to the father just as freely as Jesus went to the Father. And the Father will talk to you just as freely as he talked to Jesus. But we've built this elaborate religious system as part of the world system. We've built this elaborate system <laughs> that we call Christianity to try to monitor and limit the choice in people's lives. And we wonder why the spirit of man pushes back against that because the spirit of man is indwelt by the spirit of God and it won't accept those restraints. It won't accept those limitations. It won't accept that narrow of a view of reality. Because remember, we all respond to reality out of our own experience and our experiences are limited. We are not infinite. Our experiences are limited. I just thought I'd share that for somebody. So um, all behavior is context dependent. So even when you think about some of the things that you do that may even be uncomfortable for you, ask yourself, you know, what is my intent behind what I'm doing? Am I trying to protect myself from, from, from danger? Am I trying to protect myself from abuse? Am I trying to protect myself from something? And is this why I'm behaving this way? Because if that's the case, it may not be bad behavior. It may be behavior that's being used out of context. Okay. It can be used out of context. You know, a, a woman's desire. Let me give you an example. Um, you take a woman that's growing up in an abused relationship. They're battered wives. 
the battered wives, right? And and let's say that that wife decides that she's going to sneak out of the house late at night and she's going to take all of the, the money that she knows is somewhere in the house and she's going to take it and she's going to she's going to flee. She's going to leave the state. She's going to get away. She's going to change her name. Now, we would say, oh, well, that's not good behavior. No, in her case, it was good behavior. Her her context dictated what she needed to do to survive. This is what I'm talking about. Now, I'm not just saying go out and be a murderer. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. But I think you all get it. We have to learn how to look at our behavior, look at the context, and then stop letting people identify us as our behavior. You're a bad person, or this person is a bad person, or you are an adulterer, or you are a this, and you are a that. No, because once we label people as that, they're going to act it out. There are people, we are not our behavior. Our behavior is an expression of actually what's going on in our internal world. That's what our behavior is. We are not our behavior. And behaviors can be changed. Okay. So next thing that we want to do is we actually want to own our mind and we want to own our outcomes. So we want to get off of what I like to call the effect side of life. You say, what's the effect side of life? In life, there, there's really two things happening. There is a cause and there is an effect. We call it cause and effect, right? In life, we are either on the side of the cause or we are on the side of the effect. If we are living on the side of the effect, then we are in essence accepting being victimized. So what's happening to me is beyond my control. <laughs> I'm on the effect side. I'm not the cause of it. Someone else is the cause of it. You know, this is, this is, <laughs> this is where this starts coming in. The white man is keeping us down. We're on the effect side of it. We are on the effect side of the event. We have no control. They are keeping us down. The immigrants are taking our jobs. The Republicans have our nation messed up. The Democrats have the nation messed up. It's because of them. I'm just experiencing the result of their choice. You're on the effect side. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, so how do you live? How do you live an empowered life in the midst of that? You take your power back. And you move over to the cause side. Now, this doesn't mean that everything that happens in your life, you're causing. <laughs> that's not, that's, that's some out of balance, you know, spiritual teaching, right? Um, that says everything that happens in your life, you cause. No, you're in the world. <laughs> you, are, you are in the world, right? But in the world, the only person who has the power of choice is you so even when bad things happen it's not that bad things happen if we're if we're simply looking at it like oh you know there's nothing i can do about it i'm on the effect side as opposed to saying something bad happened hmm let me see how i can turn 
how how I can make lemonade out of lemons. Is that that how the saying goes? When you get lemons, make lemonade. But as a result of this, let me give you a practical example. Let's look at COVID, the COVID crisis. That's a bad thing. And it's in the world. <laughs> okay. And, and, and we all have to deal with it. We all have to deal with it. And it's fundamentally changing. It's fundamentally changing the way we do life. We, we will not be doing life ever again like we used to do life. We've kind of, we've entered into another, we've entered into another season. That's what the religious people like to say. We've actually entered into another stage of, of, of humanity's experience. We've never been here before. Not in our generation. We've never dealt with a crisis like this. We've never had to adjust the way we work. We didn't have to adjust the way that we raise kids, we, it, the way we carry out our daily lives. We've had to make big adjustments. We could say, oh, well, it's all because of what happened. As opposed to saying, you know, as a result of what happened, things aren't going back to what we used to call normal. There are some new opportunities that are going to be there. So let me see. How am I going to respond to this? See, it's choice. It's choice, it's perspective, it's attitude, right? How are we going to be doing faith communities on the other side of this? Because we're not going back to church as usual. Many people don't want to go, truth be told, many people don't want to go back to church as usual. They're bored of it. They see how empty and how lifeless some of it was. But they are going to be looking for some new expressions of living out in the faith community. And so during this time, let me ponder. Let me think. Let me pray. Let me learn. Let me study. Let me equip myself with some tools that can help me to be on the forefront of where we're going, not on the back end. Let me be on the forefront. See? But this requires us to take a new approach. This, this really requires us to start thinking differently. And, 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 and I don't know, I, th I, I think one of the things that is so frustrating to me is within so many faith communities, it's like people think thinking is like bad. <laughs> really, no, nobody wants to think. They, you know, every... Y'all know what I mean when I say nobody. Many people don't want to think. Many people want to sit around and wait on the Holy Ghost to move them. They don't want to think. They, you know, they, you know, many people don't want to sit and learn new skills. They don't want to improve. They want that. They, they don't want to make any changes in their life. They don't want to. They just don't want. They want to be. They want to stay the way they are. But they want God to give them a breakthrough. God will never do for us what He's given us the power to do. Let me say that again. God will never do for us what he's given us the power to do. We will be praying all night long. <laughs> if God has given us the power to do something, we can sit there and say, God, do it. God, do it. We can do that all day long. He said, what do you mean, Moses? What do you mean? Moses, why are you crying to me? Stretch out your rod. Moses, I've given, I've put in your hand the authority to get the job done. So why are you crying to me? And this is what's happening in, in some people's lives. People are crying to God to do something. And God is saying, learn something. <laughs> Pick up a book and read, learn something, learn some skills, learn some new trades, learn. Learning is fundamental.
<laughs> All right. So here we go. Thought. We're still talking about taking ownership, right? We're still talking about taking ownership. This is a spiritual checkup. Um, so we want to own our own outcomes. Something that proceeds goes before every action, every behavior, every reaction, every response is a thought. <laughs> thought proceeds. Actions, behaviors, reactions, and responses. Thought does that. Which is why the scripture tells us, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I talked about this last night. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. <laughs> They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's where spiritual warfare takes place. Spiritual warfare is not out there in the ether somewhere fighting demons and devils every day. <laughs> that's, that's, all, that's all some people do, fight demons and devils all day because the devil trying to stop their prosperity. He, the devil doesn't have to stop your prosperity. If you don't have the skill sets to thrive in, as, in, in, in a society that exists, the devil doesn't have to try to stop your prosperity. If you're not doing the things that lead to prosperity, <laughs> God's not a lottery. Oh, yeah. Think about it. God's not a lottery. That's some people's map and reality of God, but God's not a lottery. So thought precedes every behavior, every action, every reaction. All actions and emotions, they get filtered through our experience first. And the only one who dictates what I do is me. <laughs> me. Me. So this is where we start get, getting rid of all of these ideas about they made me so mad. They made me quit my job. They made me do this. She made me do this. I do this because they. See, we're, we're, we're still on the effect side. And what we're saying is other people are pulling our strings. Other people are in control of our life. This is really what we're saying. So everything everybody does to you gets filtered through your emotions. It gets filtered through your attitudes, through your beliefs, to your thought structures. Then you react out of that. So what precedes action is thought. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So everything that we do, that being the course, why? Because choice is empowering. This is the last thing I want to share. Choice is empowering. It's empowering. Choice is freedom. People ask me a lot of times, why did God give Adam free will? Because, you know, the scripture says the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. But it also says that the Lord God planted two trees in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, good and evil, same tree, and the tree of life. And then he gave Adam choice. Why? Because Adam being created in the image of God, the most powerful thing humanity has is their individual choice. 
And Adam needed to know that. <laughs> but he made the wrong choice. Choice is empowering. The lack of choice is disempowering. And when everyone else is calling the shots in your life, you have no choice. You're just a victim. And it's time for the people of God, especially, especially the people of God. It's time for the people of God to begin to experience the freedom that comes from the fact God gave them the ability of choice. Who choose you this day who you're going to serve. But you have to do that. See, this is true spirituality is what I'm talking about. Because true spirituality, it involves your thinking. It involves what you're doing with your body. True spirituality has to do with your emotions. It has to do with how you control your own self. I say oftentimes many people walking around talking about casting out demons. They can't even control their own emotions. They can't control outbursts. They can't control behaviors that might be good in one context but they're not good in that one choice the more we can cultivate our power of choice that's another way of saying the more we understand how to control our will and the the most powerful way to control your will is to submit your will to god's will because now god's will is empowering your will work out your own salvation scripture tells us again this is renewing the mind scripture say work out your own salvation with fear and trembling why because it is god that is at work in you both to do <laughs> both to know and to do his will I mean, there's nothing more empowering than knowing God dwells in you and he's working in you. But we have to work with him. We have to go with God. So we have to learn how to think about our map. How do we view God? How do we view life? How do we view ourselves? I asked somebody one time, and it's a very powerful question, and it still resonates with me. In the final analysis, do I love myself? Do I accept me? Do I accept who I am? Flaws, imperfections, and everything else. But do I accept and do, do I value me? See, I value me because my creator values me. This is my mat. <laughs> that's, that's the mat. When I do things, I try to achieve things and I don't succeed. I don't look at it as a failure. What can I learn from this? What, 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 what can I learn from this marriage that didn't work? What could I have done differently? Not, oh, what did they do? <laughs> no, what could I have done differently? What have I learned about myself now that I can take into this next relationship and not make the same mistake? So I don't label that marriage that didn't work as a failed marriage. It's a marriage that didn't work. But it can serve to give me feedback about me. 
when I stop labeling it as feedback or as failure. These are all things that we're just going to put them on and we're going to walk with them. We're going to live with them. If they, if, if they don't work for you, you know, go back to your old strategies. If these principles don't work, go back to the principles that you were doing before. But I can assure you of this. If you want to keep getting what you're getting, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> if you want to keep getting what you're getting, keep on doing what you're doing well i hope you all got something out of that um you know i hope <laughs> i hope that you can pull something up out of that um and if, again if you'd like to know more about the ministry if you want to learn anything about any of the classes or anything of that nature uh send me a, connect with me on the website you can visit the website at e-learning.emergentministries.com and that is on the screen. And next month, in the March, in the month of May, right around May eighth, I'm going to be starting a new series of classes, and we're going to look at specifically um, transformation of the mind. We are, we're going to take some of these things that I'm sharing, and we are really going to pull them apart. We're really going to look at the nuts of both nuts and bolts of how do we think? How do we do this? Not what do we do? How do we do some of the things that we do that don't serve us well? How do we do them? Because if I can find out how I do them, I can learn another way to kind of get the same, uh, uh, reach the same destination, but I can do it with something that works. But I need to know how I'm doing what I'm doing that's not working and then apply some different approaches to it. Does that make sense? Um, and so we're going to look at some things in the month of May. Um, again, you can find out that information on the website at e-learning, um, e e-learning.emergentministries.com. And you can find out all about that class, Transformation of the Mind. If you have any questions, any comments, anything you'd like to talk about or dialogue about, um, you can also send me an email. You can send the email to da at freedomcreation.net da at freedomcreation.net. I'll be more than happy to correspond with you all. Well, again, I want to thank you all um, for coming out tonight and for hanging in there. And I just want to see you walk in freedom. I just want to see you um, come to that place where you've embraced um, this thing called life that Jesus died to, to, to make available. There's abundant life that, that Jesus has made available. And that abundant life is found in true spirituality. But true spirituality impacts your mind. It impacts your body. Um, those three components are going to work together. An unhealthy spirit is going to produce an unhealthy mind and body. An unhealthy mind is going to impact the spirit. It's going to impact the body. And an unhealthy body will impact the spirit and will impact the mind. So it's time for us as the people of God and just as people in general to take control, take the control of your life back. It's all about choice. You can do it. God loves you. I'm believing with you. You all have a great evening and I will talk with you all a little later on. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,